Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Miracle Mindset. Today I have with me a very special guest. I have Alicia Perry Iqbal and I'm excited for you guys to meet her and to get to know her because she has an incredible story and journey and I'm just so excited and honored for you to be sitting here with us today. So thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. We were just saying that we haven't seen each other since before the pandemic and it's just like it's one of those things like you know you just realize like how long it's been and like the like the world kind of just stops. Yeah, like like it feels years. like I saw you, but like we were saying, yeah. it also feels like I've seen you the whole time, like it's because we follow each other. Yeah. So I start every single podcast episode out by asking my guests, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever received? That I've ever received? Mm-hmm. The world is your oyster and take it with both hands. Mm-hmm. So basically meaning like whatever opportunity, whatever it is you want to do in life, just go for it and mm-hmm. don't allow any of your insecurities or anyone to tell you no because it's your life and you should live it and i've actually lived by that so i feel like you just need to like drop the mic now because that's- boom and we're done let's get the podcast guys <laughs> thanks guys thanks guys for watching we'll see you next week <laughs> that is great advice um so many times we let insecurity stop us from doing stuff mm-hmm. and i mean i i mean i do that all the time i'm like imagine if i had started that like how far how much further and how much better would i be into this journey if I had actually just started instead of being too scared to. But you know what, even if insecurities did cap you at the time, you were supposed to do that so you could learn and grow and be in the place that you are now. So Mm -hmm. instead of like looking back, it's just kind of like, okay, what am I doing now? Mm -hmm. How am I embracing myself now? If you just let insecurities take you for the whole of your life, then you're you're not living. And see, this is one of the reasons why I love following you on social media, because you just have a way of being so positive and have such an incredible message. You know, in your bio, it literally says, what does it say? Stylish at any size. An awesome message. Um, So how do you how do you do that? Like, how do you know what you want to portray on your social media? Like, like, where does this positivity come from and this confidence? To be honest, I really feel like it's just come from accepting myself. When I was growing up, I was really into like musical theater and dancing and different things. And I was always told I was too fat. My legs are too big. I got stopped from going to drama school because I was overweight for whatever they classed as overweight. And I was much slimmer than I am now. Um, So then I just got to a point where I was like, well, you know what? I am who I am and you're not going to stop me from doing what it is that I want to do, which goes back to what I said at the beginning. And I realized that there were so many girls that felt that way as well. And I think overall in society, it's slowly getting better, more inclusive. But at a time where I was a teenager, you didn't see anyone that looked like me, not in size or ethnicity. So I just felt so alienated, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was like, well, if I don't put myself in a space where I can just be the vision for me, then I can't, I'm gonna keep waiting for someone else to be that vision for me, if that makes sense. And then it just got to a place where I started modeling and stuff and I ended up inspiring other girls. And then I was like, you know what? When it comes to even fashion and stuff, I'm like, you are like small and petite. You get to wear whatever it is that you want. Why can't I wear whatever I want just because I'm bigger than you? Uh It doesn't mean that I shouldn't be fashionable and stylish and like my body because I'm bigger, so. Stylish at any size, you know, that's so true. It is true, you can be stylish at any size. And and, and all of us do have insecurities, you know, I think at any size, Mm -hmm. Um, definitely. Like there's so many times like I want to wear something, I'm like, and it's it's just, you know, it's that voice in your head that you have to, you have to just learn to control. I really feel like it's society. Mm -hmm. It's this image that society's put on us as women to be 
perfect for men, mm -hmm. perfect as the beauty ideal, whatever that is, because that evolves over time. Yeah. And we just have to keep following it and pushing ourselves into mm -hmm. every little margin yeah. that the fashion industry, the magazines, whatever they try and like hone in on us. And that even goes down to like your hair, your skin color, your like products that you're using. Well, like, you know what brands you're wearing. Yeah, it's like, you just feel so stressed. And I was actually thinking this recently because I don't really wear that much designer. Mm -hmm. and yeah, I don't have a huge amount of it either. No, and I don't even really, my, one of my girlfriends loves designer bags and I only just started even noticing designer yeah. bags because for me, I'm like, I could just put something together. It doesn't have to be designer. Yeah. Like, and I realized that there's this like massive pressure in the industry and on social media to live this luxury lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people can't afford it. Mm -hmm. And it's and not relatable. And so much of what you see, even in the industry, isn't real anyway. Like, you know, um, there's so many brands that will send out, you know, bags for you to post with, and then you send them back, you know, it's not even yours. Yeah. Like, things or, like that. Like, girls will date guys to have them buy them handbags, and then it's they're making messy. them look like they're making the money, which is fine. Yeah. Let a guy buy you a handbag, but don't make out that yeah. you are doing, you're affording this lifestyle. Yeah. So I was actually watching a video on YouTube the other day. It was really interesting. And it was one of those videos, and I try to stay away from like gossipy videos on YouTube, but it, I, I, it, the, the, the thumbnail dragged me in. And basically it was like, it was celebrities in real life versus celebrities, um, basically like the photos that they're posting. Mm -hmm. And it, what, the video was done really well. I'm actually gonna link it below here if you guys wanna check it out because it was very tastefully done. <laughs> but basically um, she does it in such a tasteful way. She shows like their, their photos and then she shows them in real life. And all of these celebrities, the people that we love and follow like Kim Kardashian, like the photos the paparazzi are taking of them versus the ones they're posting are so different. Like they actually have the cellulite that I have um, you know, all of these things they have like the, you know, every, every little imperfection that I have is what they have and you know, it's, it's It's also not just celebrities. Influencers do the same thing. Well, yeah, big and, time. But Probably even worse. What I will say about that is as much as, oh, you shouldn't be doing those things. It's kind of like the picture is out there when you have such a platform, we'll use Kim Kardashian as an example. Yeah. And I'm not saying she is the be all and end all of positivity or something women should look up to for whatever reason. But I do feel that when she posts online, she has how many, like 300 million followers just on Instagram. So she's like putting herself up there for like all of this scrutiny. And she's just like us in the sense that we have, like you just said, everybody has insecurities. So we don't know what her insecurities are. And then on yeah. top of it, they're probably magnified because of the platform she has. Most people could say as well, okay, well, she wanted that platform, blah, blah, yeah, blah, so yeah. you have to be prepared for it. Yes, but that probably goes into why there's editing on pictures. Is it right? Probably not, but I think it's so much deeper than but, just. Yeah, you're right. It's a very, it is very incredibly deep. You know, there's, there's even times like I've wanted to post the photo or even do a video, and I'm like, I have a really bad acne today, I'm not gonna post. We've all been there. Like, you We've know, all been there. So, so it's just that huge pressure. So I love like going back to your message, being positive and confident in yourself. And I think, you know, but it doesn't mean that I'm positive and confident all the time. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I don't feel insecurities. It doesn't mean that, you know, I have psoriasis. It flared up last year. I started to get patches on my face. I have one on my chest. Yeah. It was so bad. And I, it really put me into like an insecure place. Yeah. And I was like, so how do you oh. do, how do you deal with that insecurity? 
Like, what do you have any tips or tricks for us for... Um... Do you know what really helped me with insecurities over time? Um, I made this board, it was like um, an affirmations board and I wrote on there all the things that I wanted to believe about myself, things that I knew I should be believing about myself but I just couldn't see it. I wrote them down, made them all like big and like shiny, made it all creative and I stuck it on the wall going into my bathroom. So every day you have to go to the bathroom, obviously. So there was it's no the way that the first I was, thing you're reading every day. Right. And there's nothing that I could miss. It was right in front of me. And then I also started to say those things in the mirror. Out loud. Out loud to myself in the mirror multiple times a day, especially when I was naked about to go in the shower. I started looking at myself in the mirror, saying those things because a lot of people don't look at themselves in the mirror naked. I don't know if you know that. I didn't a know lot that. Of don't. I had no idea. Um, so I started giving myself positive words of affirmations and over time it just sticks in your subconscious and it starts to make you feel better. And I really, it really did help me, especially after like being in an abusive relationship and leaving and having my self-esteem completely shot it was like nice to rebuild myself and feel more confident but that that was one thing that definitely worked for me there's so much power in your words like i think i think that's one thing that i've learned as i've gotten older like to be more cautious with my words yes. because they have an impact on other people but not only other people but also ourselves too and i also think as well we're so quick to say something negative about ourselves why is it why is it not a thing for us to say something positive about ourselves? Why? Because it might come across too cocky. It's like or arrogant. Too... Who cares? Let it come across. Like, because you have to tell yourself it's not about anybody else. If you feel like a bad bitch, I feel like a bad bitch. It is what it is. Like, sorry, because everyone's so okay with you saying, oh, I hate myself. People should be like, no, why do you hate yourself? You shouldn't hate yourself. Because they're saying the same things to themselves as well. So it becomes this whole culture of it, like where it's acceptable to talk down to you about yourself. Yeah, and that's not a mood. Because it also stops you, I realize, when you say bad things to yourself, it stops you from doing things that forward your life, not just in career, also in everyday things like what you're wearing, even the choices of the food that you eat, the places that you go, the people that you interact with. That is your whole entire life of enjoyment stopped because you've said one thing to yourself. And I'm not perfect. I'm not, I, when I'm saying this, I have had to work on it. Yeah, yeah. To be like in this space. So are you still doing the board? Like, do you still have those things up on the board? No, I don't have that board up. I do a vision board for like, things that I want every year. Like, I think that's just something to I'm help a, me plan the I'm a big vision board person too. Yeah, it just kind of helps me like get in a space of like focusing on what I want. And actually this was the first year on my vision board that I put something outside of career on there. Nice. And I was like on, on there, I was like, I want to meet the love of my life this year. And I never, I was so surprised that I did that. I was like, okay, I guess that's something that that's I want. Good. So let's put it on there and yeah. envision it. But as far as the affirmations, no, I, I'm in a really good space. I've worked a lot on my like journey, on myself, on my healing. I have a lot of great coping mechanisms like meditation and yeah. st just started like Pilates, even like getting back into working out and stuff. Yeah. All those things are so great for my mental health. That oh, yeah. I, I feel just... like that's, that's my biggest thing with working out. I don't necessarily see as much of a physical kind of change but mental health like you change like it gets those endorphins going like you feel For better sure. you feel more motivated and I actually feel more energized as well that's the other thing like yeah feel more energized and you know what else I've noticed as well is balancing my time 
that's really helped like how I feel about myself. What what it, like what are you doing to balance that time? So I just schedule myself. Yeah, so it's like time blocking or? I block time, I have a diary and I'll like schedule my time. Mm -hmm. And I all, and I schedule in time for myself just like I schedule in work. Yeah. So, and I've also, I literally just said this to my girlfriends like two weeks ago at the start of the year, I was like, I want to do more. Yeah. And that doesn't mean go out to clubs or go out to work events, because we do that already. Yeah. I want to go to farmers markets and do things and like go hiking, do things together yeah. where we're like enjoying ourselves yeah. and we can get out in the fresh air, meet new people and just like yeah. have it's, fun things to do. I feel like there was such a shift like over, I know, I know me and Alex were just talking about this, over quarantine, like we, obviously everyone kind of became home bodies. But now like it kind of like the culture's changed a little bit. Like you kind of like you're more inclined to stay at home just watch a movie because now you're kind of like used to it. I think so that's happening now, but when we came out last year when we came out of lockdown, everyone went nuts. It did, it went a little crazy. Yeah. It was like going from home like to the complete head. opposite where everyone's like psychotic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone started to like die down. Yeah. When everyone first started going outside, it was really overwhelming. I actually had a lot of anxiety. I was I like, I think a lot of people are like, it's just too much, like too yeah. many people from barely seeing anyone. It's like overstimulation almost, like yeah, a lot going on. Yeah, for sure. So in addition to speaking about body positivity, something that you also speak about on your social media that is incredibly empowering to women is your nonprofit, which we'll get into in a second. But you've also just been announced as an ambassador for Refuge, which is huge. It's, it's, um, <laughs> I'm gonna let you speak a little bit more about that and your story and your journey. Um, and thank yeah, thank you for sharing your story with us. Oh, no problem. So <laughs> basically, um, I experienced domestic violence, abuse, where intimate partner violence, whatever you wanna call it. Um, right out of college here in the States, I met my abuser. I was with him for, in a relationship for like two years, but he was in my life for a long time. Yeah um the abuse started really with like emotional and verbal abuse mm -hmm. which i think a lot of people don't realize that they're being abused mm -hmm. like gas, when they're being manipulated lit. or gaslit or um it's like these abusers start to like isolate you slightly from like your friends and family they'll say things they'll jab at your self-esteem they, they want power and control so it started with that and then the physical abuse started around six months into the relationship and the first um, incident of abuse kind of like shocked me I was at his house and um, we got in the shower and then when we were done in the shower I was like, oh, I forgot to bring a towel. And it was maybe a couple of steps from the shower to where the towels were. And I got some water on the floor and he initially said something to me about it and it was quite aggressive. And I started giggling because I was like- Uncomfortable. Wait, is this a joke? Yeah. <laughs> like as most people would, like it's yeah. not a big deal. It's water, it will dry or I can clean it up. Like it's yeah. not that bad. Yeah. He ended up like in my towel, dragged me from the one side of the hall and threw me on the floor on the other side. And then kind of lifted me up with all of my stuff in his other hand and threw me out of his apartment. Aside from dealing with the emotional and mental verbal abuse, I feel like that particular incident in the grand scheme of physical abuse wasn't even bad. And if I had been more aware of the signs of abuse or 
what a healthy relationship looked like, mm -hmm. then I think at that point I would have been able to walk away. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't because I didn't know and he had so much like, he had his claws in. Yeah. And then after that, the abuse, the physical abuse got bad really quick. And it was so much worse that I ended up having like five slip vertebrae in my neck and back. And I just wasn't in a good way. I was like a shadow of the person that I am wow. normally. And did, did people around you know what was going on? Nobody knew. Nobody knew. I was going on set as a model because I was modeling a lot then. And I had like bruises all over my body. The one day I went to set and I had a slice from here to here on my face. And the makeup artist was like, oh, what happened? And I was like, oh, I was helping my friend put a shelf up and it like fell. So you were like covering. And, and she was like, oh, it's fine. We'll cover it up. And I was just like, I just had to put on this face and I just didn't talk to anyone about anything. Yeah. And it was like a nightmare because I just felt like I had nobody and I just didn't know how to leave. I tried to leave multiple times from yeah. the relationship. And then when I finally like, plucked up the courage to like fully be done yeah. that's when I started opening my mouth and telling everyone about it which wow. actually I didn't realize talking about it started me on the healing journey yeah. and also regaining my power and yeah. lots of things which has been years of like healing yeah. but yeah. so what does for anyone else who's dealing with you know people gaslighting them you know that they're dealing with any of these emotional or physical abuse what are the signs that they can look for I think it's different with every person and I think we've got into this thing nowadays of like narcissist abuse but you can't call everyone a narcissist yeah. but there are narcissists out there and I think it's the easy way for like everyone to understand what they're talking about yeah. but it takes a lot of diagnosis to be yeah. called a narcissist yeah. so I think it's really just down to is somebody manipulating you? Are they trying to gain power control over your life, your choices, and everything that involves you? If you feel that, which is, mo every woman has really great instincts, whether we listen to it or not. Yeah. If you just think to yourself when you meet someone, does this seem a little bit controlling? Mm -hmm. Like little things like, um, let me know when you get home. That could, that could be someone caring about you or it could be mm -hmm. because they want to control you. Yeah. But when there's multiple things like that, like who are you out with? Yeah. Who is that? Why you are not allowed to have male friends? I don't like this person. You're not allowed to hang out with them anymore. Don't wear that because you're showing too much cleavage. But the, like these abusers, I feel, some of them come across aggressive like that and some of them are like, Babe, I just don't like that very much. Like, please don't wear it. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. No, that's controlling. If I want to wear this top, I'm going to wear it. And you're not respecting my boundaries. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing that I think people don't, women especially, don't know how to do is set a boundary. Yeah. And they'll try to set boundaries and then the men will go like this. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, it's fine. No, your boundary is your boundary. Yeah. And if they're trying to step over it, they're obviously not the right person for you. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, and it all stems, all of that stems back to, do I have a healthy relationship with myself? Yeah. Do I love myself enough to put myself first? Mm -hmm. Because you cannot have a healthy relationship with somebody else if you don't have one with yourself. Mm -hmm. So I think as far as like looking for abuse, if you feel like it's abusive, it's yeah. abusive. Yeah. 
So if someone's in this situation where they're experiencing any of these things and they're feeling where you were, you were feeling like you couldn't share it with other people, what do you recommend that they do? Is, do, is there a hotline that they could reach out to? Do you, do you recommend that they talk to people? Like what, like what do you is, do? In the US, there is the domestic violence hotline that they can call. But I think that if you want to leave um, a situation that is abusive, the first thing I would say to do is tell someone that you trust. Yeah. That you trust. Yeah. That's like really, Emphasis really. On that. And if you don't have anyone, there are lots of different charities or whatever that can give you someone that you can trust. Mm -hmm. Then it is setting up a safety plan yeah. to leave. Because I know like a lot of people live with their partners, it's yeah. not safe for them. Yeah. Um, Scary, like joint bank accounts, like yeah. mutual, like the same friend group, like all and of these things. And that all pertains to abuse, financial abuse, even now with like electronics, yeah. they're controlling, abusers are controlling their victims by like, even through like the ring lights, the, the ring the the cameras, cameras, even like putting surveillance in the house. And you know how you can control like the temperature on your phone, locking the doors and stuff. They're controlling people like that. So it even goes into technology. Like yeah. there's so many layers of yeah. controlling behavior. Yeah, I was, with, I was with a girlfriend very recently, like in the last month. And then she's, she's like, oh, I told, I told my boyfriend I'd be home by this time. And she goes, he tracks my location on the phone. And I, red flag. It was it was a red flag. huge red flag. I, I, I remember saying, I, I literally said to her, I was like, does he always track your location? Like I almost was a little taken aback. Like I didn't, like I didn't quite know how to respond to it. What's interesting to me is they'll, a lot of people will make it out like, well, it's just for your safety. Yeah. But the only person I should be worried about is you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what a, <laughs> what a statement. Out. So, wow. and then going back to the, um, the safety plan, um, what I tell girls is to have a safety bag. Yeah. So within the safety bag, you would have all of your like main IDs, your birth certificate. So your important like documents. That. Yes. Um, if you can try and get cash, because okay. if they do control your bank accounts, you want to be able to still have just some Financial money. freedom. Yeah, or even open a separate bank account that they don't know about, something that they don't have access to. Yeah. Um, also setting up a safety word with your trusted person, yeah. which could be part of the exit strategy. So if you text that word or you say that word or whatever, they know it's time to, to get out. do the exit plan. So they might be your transportation, they might be the one calling the police, whatever it is that you've decided with that person, mm -hmm. then probably good to see if you can find like a shelter or some sort of like safe haven to go that he doesn't know about yeah. once you leave. And I'm saying this in like heterosexual like yeah, relationships yeah, yeah. and I understand that it happens in all different types of relationships, not just heterosexual. I'm just speaking as heterosexual, but, um, and then I in also in the safety bag, I would put clothes probably some essentials that you might need and then to hide that bag somewhere that he doesn't know if even if it's in a bush outside the house yeah somewhere that he's not going to find it and yeah. then swipe yeah and it seems scary but yeah. that's how a lot of girls get away man yeah and once this has happened like say you're away how, how where did you start to just build up your confidence confidence again um I had to get to rock bottom before I rebuilt it. Yeah. Like I, I felt like I was like suicidal. It was just, I really was a shadow 
of myself. Yeah. Like everything was just like broken because at the end of the day, you still love the abuser, yeah. your partner. So you're also like dealing with a breakup. You're dealing with the understanding that actually you were abused. And then on top of like the physical and emotional strain that you've been left with. And then on top of it, having to deal with court orders, restraining orders, criminal stuff, like the police not, like, cause in my situation, the police didn't help me. They didn't even take me, when I went to the police station, they didn't even take me into another room to file the report. They had me stand outside telling the report the same way you do when your car gets stolen. So there's like, there was nothing in place. I just felt so alone. Mm -hmm. So then I think it just was like, every bit of strength because women yeah. are friggin superheroes it just took every bit of strength in me to be like no this is not if i've been if i've already lived through this yeah. i'm not gonna allow this to yeah. ruin the rest of my life mm -hmm. and it has been like this healing yeah. journey is always like this um i think probably the end of last year to this year was the time that and that's like nearly six six and a bit years since yeah. I left the relationship yeah. that I now feel like in a really healthy space where I'm happy all the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just like, I'm kind of happy and then I burst out crying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's a long journey, but yeah. Yeah. And now you have a nonprofit. Can you, can you tell us a little bit more about that? So my, uh, my friend, she um, runs um, a charity for sexual assault. It's called Voices Against Assault. Yeah. Um, they're already up and running and it's just for sexual assault. Yeah. So I had the idea for my nonprofit for domestic violence and we had a conversation. We were like, you know what? Let's just combine them yeah. because you get sexually abused in domestic violence relationships yeah. as well. So, and it's also good. These are things that are all against women. So yeah. mainly women but the things for women to know about. So at the moment we're combining that and then we are planning, this is like low key, but we have opportunities to work with brands and do lots of talks and different things to help women. And then eventually we wanna start setting up centers where women can come and have all of the information that we've talked about and more, yeah. access to legal, access to housing, different things like rebuilding their life, all the things that I feel there's just not access to. Yeah now so if anyone watching wants to support this in any way how do how do we get in touch with you is is there a link that we can use can you I can right now there? follow voices against assault yeah. on um Which instagram we'll link below. and they have um the website is on there yeah. and all of the information about us yeah. it's an incredible journey and you know i'm just honored to be sitting next to you here so thank you for sharing with us i know yes. that you know seeing this positivity that you have now and you know the incredible I guess just the incredible journey that you've been through and knowing how how low you were and but like looking at how how incredible you're doing now you know it's just so encouraging you know to just so many people so thank you so much I also think as well you know when when I I have a platform I I talk to women on a daily basis and it's kind of not that I'm obligated, but it just feels that if I have this platform and I was able yeah. to overcome this, then why wouldn't I want to show women that they can also have that? You don't have to live in these situations. Yeah. You can be happy and healthy outside mm -hmm. 
of being abused. You don't have to endure it. We're not in a time where women can't have everything for themselves, you know? And I think it's like inspiring even young girls to be like, you know what? I don't actually need a man for anything. And I can go get a job. I can go get my own place, get my own car, do it all for myself, live out all my life inspirations and all my dreams and aspirations, not inspirations, and just like have fun with my friends. And then when you have all of that, it's like, okay, when you meet a guy, it's like, are you actually compatible for me? Instead of, oh, I need you. Yeah. I can't even get a bank account for myself, which is yeah. what it was like in America not so long ago. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, look, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. You are amazing. Guys, if you want to get in contact with her and follow her content, I definitely recommend it. It's incredible and it's empowering, it's inspiring. So I'm going to link her below as well as the nonprofit if you want to check it out, if you want to support it, or if you know anyone who's going through anything, you can definitely recommend that they check it out as well. And I guess we'll just leave it here. But look, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. Of course, anytime. Really appreciate it. Next time we're having cocktails. Oh yeah, mood. <laughs> Thank you guys. We'll see you very soon.